Guys, welcome to another episode of Unmotivated. Unfortunately, <laughs> my guy Maul's not here right now. Um, Stan is here from Cleburne. And mind you, he comes up on Thursday and we've got Better Best Dog over there on the other mic today. Yo, yo. Real quick, we're going to continue to try to harp a little bit on the uh, dog industry. It's a very interesting industry because it's like some weird place where you can't find anything. <laughs> and then when you do find people are like, oh, yeah, I got you now. <laughs> I got you now. So Stan... Tell us a little bit about the things that you like and don't like about the dog industry since you've uh, literally shifted your whole life to it. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I do like about it is it's a replacement for sports for me. Um, I grew up playing sports my whole life. It was very structured, um, disciplined in that aspect. So it basically took that role after I hurt my knee because, you know, I want to do spin moves and play basketball and make cuts and my knees say, no, sir. So I like that aspect about it. Um, and then when you do find the right people, you really find genuine people um, like yourself, like Jamil, Jamarcus, mm-hmm. Maul, all of these people that are around now. Um, it's just a really good place to be at certain times. Um, what I don't <laughs> like about it is those same things that like you, anybody can get into it. And most people... There's like you were saying, there's no education about it. So there's a new sucker every day, basically. <laughs> Suckers born every minute. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And in the dog world, if somebody has no clue, you can feed them a load of beans and they're going to think it's steak. <laughs> and that happens a lot. Like they, we had this couple come out and they were training their dog. They had went to a dog trainer and the trainer literally told them to not scratch the dog under the chin when they're petting them because it is a sign that you're submitting to the dog by petting the dog under the chin. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard that one. i got to be honest That's with you're you. submitting to the dog? Yeah. So scratching the dog under the chin is basically allowing the dog to be more dominant than you. What? And when everybody that was out there, when they told us, we all looked exactly how Trevor looks right now. Like, what the heck? I literally tell everybody when you meet a new dog, pet the dog under the chin. Because it's, a, it's not a submissive position. It's just you're not a threat at that point. You're not trying to reach over the dog's head. Um, there's just a lot of stuff like I've heard like that. It just makes no sense. And then when you ask them why, they never give any explanation uh, behind it. They just say, that's the way it is, and you need to do this and this. And there's a lot of people who want education. There's a lot of people who want to actually know why their dogs are doing A, B, and C, and people are just, that's just the way it is, and they don't ever want to explain anything. There's a lot of gatekeeping going on in the dog world, Um, good old boy clubs, these are the things I don't like about it. Um, the challenge with political. gatekeeping, though, is you can't keep a gate if the gate ain't ain't like, you know, someone presumed that it's a gate on the billionaire club. No, it's just work. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes we say gatekeeping. I assure you, they don't know any more than you do as long as you keep doing the work. Yes. And that's one thing that I did start to realize <laughs> is, especially in the protection dog world, like there's techniques and there's tricks and stuff that you can do to get a dog to go a little faster. And people try to keep those things hidden. But if you keep putting in the work and you keep putting in the time, like you're going to find those things out on your own. Um, Rocco is my first dog that I ever trained in protection. And I'll put him up against any dog right now, even at nine years old. And he's not even my fo- primary focus of the dog that I'm working. Um, it's just the communication aspect that we want these dogs to do. Um, it's just it's frustrating because it's a lot of a lot of bullshit going on and lies and people try to tell you stuff that they actually will hurt your dog in the long run because they want their dog to be better or I don't want you to have a good dog so I'm not going to tell you everything that I've I know and in my mind 
I'm just like, I want to be compete against the best. So I'm going to tell you every secret. I'm going to tell you everything to do to get a better dog. And then when the clock is on and when the, you know, the lights are on, we're actually going to see who has a better dog. Not you have a little bit more information than me. It's my dog is better than your dog. We're playing on a level field. And people don't want to do that in the dog world. Yeah. Well, you know, the beauty about it is you get a chance to create that space. You know, perspective is oftentimes what you see people and how you respond to it. So in this case, I understand Stan's plight because the bully itself, the pit bull itself, these are prideful, egotistical type dogs. You know, you don't ever, when I tell you this, if you see people with a great day like at times, they'll be like, man, I got the biggest great day in the world, boy. It'd be some foo-foo person who's just a nice human being walking some big-ass dog around. No ego involved whatsoever. They're just like, oh, that looks like a nice person. Man, that dog is big. Hey, say thank you, smile, and move the fuck on. Every pit bull, man, look at the muscle. Look at this. You're like, man, calm down, bro. It ain't that serious, man. It ain't that serious. So I understand the irony of, of both extremes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, I mean, we've talked about this before. A lot of times that people that get in the dog world, they really weren't good athletes, like outside in like sports or growing up they never had any real accolades then you can get into the dog world where people don't even know the rules on something and you can go and win every single thing and now you feel really good about yourself because you're doing something that somebody else can't but it's you're just doing it because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing um and it's some of my advice though even for people like you stand too is you know i've told you this imagine me getting up every day under the pretense i got to be better than somebody else (laughs) it's not even plausible (laughs) You know, and that's because I don't know what other people are doing. You know, it's the scripture um, that we was raised on, and I know I was, uh, but I think it's, it's somewhere in the Bible says, as for me in this house, we're going to serve the Lord, per se. <laughs> so, so I, you know, it's kind of like when I wake up, I'm like, I can't count or bet on what anyone else in this world, I don't know. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and nine out of ten people aren't in your lives either. Fact. So you don't know, you know, Stan's got a family, he's got kids, he's got dogs, I and mean, we, we've already... <sighs> I mean, it's two. It's two twenty-five right now, and the stuff that we've done since eight o'clock this morning um, to right now, like walking right in and saying, mm-hmm. "Let's go press play." <laughs> you go, and, and the day's not over. Nope. Like I still got to let the dogs out. We still got to do a few more videos. Point is, is nine out of ten people couldn't account for the things that we do in a day, let alone what Stan does in a day or what Jamarcus has to do in a day. And everybody's doing things to grow. So one of the first things I always encourage people to do is stay out of your head about what somebody else is doing because I assure you nine out of ten times they ain't doing as much as you think. Facts. And then, (laughs) especially with social media, people are putting out the best that they can. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times you'll see videos and you're like, man, how many takes did it take for that dog to actually do it right? Yeah. And you see it. The dog will be looking at the door and like biting before they're supposed to. And it's like, man, that's probably the hundredth time they did it just to get it perfect. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people got to realize that, especially the new people getting in the dog world. They see these videos online and they wonder why their dog isn't doing it. And these people are like, my dog did it the very first time. Bullshit. Like, if your dog did it the very first time, I think it'd be boring because you wouldn't have anything to ever really work with your dog. It's like, all right, he's going to figure it out. Oh, he figured it out again. It's just like the Superman cartoons. They stopped being popular when he started winning everything. So then they (laughs) had to add kryptonite. Then they had to add this. So it made it more interesting because Mm -hmm. the hero has to go through something. Um, And if they're always just winning, 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 it's not fun. It is not, man. Mm-hmm. And life, in retrospect, is full of trials and tribulations and most importantly, opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity is what you make. And if you think you can make you know, a better life for yourself, then you got to get up and do that work. So I definitely get where you're coming from there. And mind you, that's why we post everything. We post the bad, the ugly, the things that some people would never share. I share just because it's it makes for a better story mm-hmm. when people understand like, yo, you don't like where he's headed or where he's at. Um, 
But at the end of the day, he's taking you along the for the whole journey. Yep. And you, that's that's one thing I did pick up from you guys. Like <laughs> just put just you know, press play and post. Um, and then you can even go back and say, look, three weeks ago, my dog was an utter failure. And we put in the work. And now three weeks, look at him now. We were literally just talking about that with Cha-Cha on the way here. I was like, yo, I have some old footage of when we took Cha-Cha to Legacy West and how she would cower, tail super tuck. She was like not having it whatsoever, hiding under the table, all these things. And then turn around today when we took her out. What is that tail? She's a little more confident now, willing to explore a little bit more. Tail's not as tucked. She's starting to gain more confidence. So I 100% agree with you. And I mean, and it's taking time. Yeah. It is definitely taking some time and definitely many um, opportunities to continue to help build her. But the thing about time is it's going to pass regardless. And if you're trying to get this dog to be finished, what, Chacha is a year now? Yeah, she's not two. She's a year and some change, yeah. but she'll be two years in June of next year. Yeah. yeah, and you just did a little bit with her as she grew up. She was going to mm-hmm. get older regardless, and if you didn't <laughs> do anything, you're really going to have a problem on your hand. Mm-hmm. And it's those small wins, even the stuff that I did with boots. Like I see him really confident in some situations, then it's like, man, I didn't do enough. I got more work to do. And in my head, it's like, ooh, I got more work to do because one, I really like Boot, and he's just a fun dog to work with. So it's like, oh, I get to spend more time with my little buddy. Um, but it's just seeing his growth, seeing that he's not supposed to be doing the stuff that we have him doing is really, you know, gives you a sense of gratification. And that's one thing. And I what's like something about that dogs. you don't presume your dog is supposed to be doing? I mean, you know, he's a he's a herder, so he should be, you know, messing with goats and cows and sheep and pushing that kind of stuff. A herder, though, is a listener. And I agree. And that's why I am able to get him to do yeah. what I want him to do. But it's off off breed, quote unquote, for him to be doing the bite work stuff that we are. And doing. to me, it says there's the opportunity. Mm-hmm. People like the general. He's a wire. But the minute I put him on my shoulder, that joker calms down and chills. Those people off because even at a competition where there were dogs racing, he just sat on my shoulder and chilled. They're like, mm-hmm. dude, my dog would lose his shit. And there were people literally holding their dogs. And they were yuck, yuck. Yeah, I mean, going yep. nuts to get in that race. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, our general's like this. I'm, I'm good up here. <laughs> and and mind you, if I say him on the ground, he's gone. He's gone, bro. You can't catch him. You reach around like trying to fight. What that look so good? Like trying to chase a chicken. Man, I'm telling you, but the minute I put him up there, he's chill. So believe me, part of my job is always to find the opportunity in what seems complex. Um, but it wasn't because I didn't, you know, I didn't even do a heavy study on Jack Russell's. So dog I wanted, a dog I got, dog that I understand, and a dog that's relatively popular, but lended an opportunity to learn something new, most importantly about myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's something else that you hate about, and you know, hate's a strong word, but that you dislike about the uh, dog industry, uh, you know, as it grows and as it's matured from when you first started to now, what's something that you like, damn, I hate that that's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I hate that anybody can just get into it. Oh, um, you know, there's no real, there's no real standard for what a good dog is supposed to be doing or what a good dog trainer is supposed to be. And if somebody gets online and they have a lot of conviction in their voice and <laughs> they've bought a dog from somebody else and now they're an expert. Um, <laughs> it's funny cause we'll get a lot of people. They're like, Oh, I had a, somebody who used to be a, a military dog handler handling my dog and they actually were given a dog that was already trained and just did the work after the fact that doesn't mean they can necessarily train somebody else's dog to do the same thing that their already trained dog was doing because they don't know the ins and outs of it so like when you're trying to break down bite work for instance like if the dog doesn't do it right off the bat people will say watch that dog because they're trying to get a plug-and-play dog Instead of actually building the dog up, motivating the dog to want to do these things and taking the steps that it takes to actually build that dog. Mm. 
Is that why there's a lot of trainers out there that basically hate on each other all the time? Oh, I think that's the main reason why. Because <laughs> I'd be like, man, there's a lot of hate, man, and no collaboration. Yeah. Which is and mind you, I'm like new to the space, so like I'm used to you know collaboration, you know, especially when working with Trev and you know coming right in this. It's been a great, great, great transition for me. But like, if I had to come in here blind and have to deal with all that, that sounds like a headache. Yeah, I mean, it gets discouraging because like it's you do something with your dog and you've actually had success with it, and you go and then you get a. You're not doing it the way Joe does it. So now everybody that supports Joe says you're doing it wrong and you're a dumbass for doing it the way you do. And it's like, at the end of the day, my dog is sitting. However I taught him how to sit, he's still sitting. It's just like there's more more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. It, it just, you know, and for me, if we want to get specific, black people, white people, Hispanic people, and Asian people, they all are taught to do things different. Yeah. And every dog is over 400 breeds, at least over a good 200. Mm-hmm. They are bred for a different purposes. I mean, their communication is oftentimes going to be a completely different process, to say the least. And then the goal that people want for their dogs is going to be different. Like the stuff that we do with our dogs, 99.9% of the people don't want to do that with their dogs. I tell everybody don't do it. I'll be like this. You ain't got to do this with your dog. Don't. Don't Don't get inspired because you see me do some Mm -hmm. stuff like just do the best you can. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when you say it's also great to just have a plan for your dog, whatever it is that you want to do for it, just teach it that stuff and then live within that, live within that realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, even like this, you'll get the sport people. Mm-hmm. They're training for like four days out of the year. Cool. You got your dog to do those things for that four days out of the year. What are you doing the rest of the time? Like, yeah. are you not actually enjoying your dog? Do you not actually like spending the time with your dog? Like, I got into the dog world because I had a dog get hit by a car. I wanted to train dog that I didn't lose my next dog. And then it was like, damn, Rocco's my buddy. And then we just went everywhere. And then we found out America's Top Dog was a thing, went on there, and we had success because I was playing with my dog on national TV. Yeah, We had a good time, and that's what people saw out of it. Um, we met a lot of people on there. A lot of people were upset about how the the show went and how they did certain things on there and it's like look it's a tv show they already know who, who they're going to want to win they're already going to showcase what they want to showcase so you make them showcase you if you hear how nick white was talking about mm-hmm. us on the show oh pit bulls can't do this or he's going to have trouble doing this being the mm-hmm. smallest dog and then by the end of it it's like well damn he did everything and had the fastest time by two minutes <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like we made them put us on tmz we yeah. made them put us on espn because we went out and had fun a lot of people, I'm not jumping in the water. I'm like, shit, I'm finna jump in the water. And the next time we went on there, I told him I was gonna do a backflip. You know, get the entertainment mm-hmm. because that's what it needs to be. Yeah. At the end of the day, having fun with your dog is gonna be way more beneficial than having a robot. Absolutely. In my, in my personal opinion. And guys, if you want to see this story, go to Fitbull TV and uh, FBTV series, docuseries, Iron Sharpens Iron episode. He walks, Stan walks through his whole story, all that stuff. You get to see the footage, see him be on Top Dog, and just uh, hear about what Stan went through from um, losing his first dog to getting Rocco on Top Dog. There you go, people. Well, listen, you know, we're going to get more into the dog industry and the dog space. I know Stan um, deals with quite a few personalities and personas as he, you know, works with various trainers and dog breeders and then, you know, people who have dogs or people who bought a dog, didn't know what the dog, uh, you know, how to handle the dog. Ooh, dogs are impulsive buys oftentimes, and if you buy a dog out of impulse, you're gonna you're buying a problem to say the least. Mm-hmm. It's like buying a house you can't afford. You got to go to work and then get a second job just to pay bills. That ain't that ain't the move. In this case, you bought a dog who's a firecracker, or you bought a dog that's lazy and won't walk around the block. And you're like, man, I really I walk every day. I want a dog that can walk. Well, that ain't what we bred him for. Depending on who you talking to, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, even with our dogs, people um. 
He was like, oh. I wish that dog was a little bit bigger. He goes kind of small even. And I mind you, I only repeat things that people have literally said to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, he fits He fits kind of my life. You know, it's kind of like he's any bigger and I'd be, he'd be taking him even more space than he does. So I'm, I'm good on him. But the dog space is a place where you can get ruined. And it's a place of great opportunity. And when we go to events with the Jack Russell Terriers, it's a reminder like, yo, I don't think I met a bad, per- a bad soul there. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like everybody wanted us there. Or people are like going out of their way. But every corner that we touched, well, we bumped into a person at this event. People were kind, respectful. They wanted us to know. They wanted to help us out. I'm not, and some of them directly went out of their way. They're like, so what do you guys do? <laughs> you know, and we're super inquisitive and we're super enlightening and informative. But what I did see was respect amongst the whole community for even people they don't prefer. <laughs> yeah. But they were just, they were like, yo, that's so-and-so because we're here for the dogs. Yeah. The dogs and the dogs only. So if you keep it about dogs and be about dogs, let's leave it at the dogs. <laughs> yeah. All that personal shit, keep to yourself. Yeah. Anything you want to uh, hit them with as we close this episode out, my friend. Uh, one thing that I have liked is people do, they are influenced by things. And when we started actually having a lot more fun with our dogs, like you started to see people actually like do more with their dogs. They made yeah. it a point to be like, okay, well, I got to go out and take these dogs out, especially if they've already had a following or whatever. Then people are sending them y'all's videos, our videos, and, you know, they're getting a little tight, I bet. So they're like, man, we got to do more. So we made people actually start enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and guys, to be clear, you know, I, I, I saw the fun Stan was having on his face, and then I've always been an adventurer, and my <laughs> dogs really, realistically went everywhere with me. They, they really did. And most people didn't even know I had dogs like that, but everybody was around me. They knew I always had dogs. So point is, is when he's saying, you know, he's hit that word we is inclusive because Stan's been a huge component and us being able to push our dogs in the rain. Mm-hmm. I wish they had more snow here in the snow at times. Um, you know, Jamarcus and I have went out, damn near lost his keys one time mm-hmm. and it was so cold that the key thing froze and we had to wait till it unthawed to start his car mm-hmm. during the ice storm one time, bro. It was awful, but I was like, yo. Let's go out here real quick and see if we can push the dogs. Bro, I forgot this. about that, man. Yeah, that, that's yeah. crazy. That's, I that's the that time. I, that's kind of time I be on. I, <laughs> I be ain't on heard some, that story yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yo, it is freezing. It's so cold that was in like Dallas. Year one, though. It's so cold in Dallas. But let's take the camera outside real quick and see if we can get some <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and shoot. And then in that process, the whole this whole field's ice, ice. And you like, oh, he get we get in the car. I guess it was just unlocked, but he's like, oh, shit, bro, I can't find my keys. Yeah. So we got to find the keys, and the whole time he's breathing his hot breath on them, <laughs> trying to warm them jokers up, but the car would not start because the keys literally, we don't even know how long it was out of his pocket, were frozen. But we had to bat, and, bro, it was so cold uh, at that time that, you know, two <laughs> seconds out there, I mean, your eyes are burning, your fingertips are gone, my toes are gone, but I'm like, let's see how far we can put Zara and, and, and which one called Maya. Maya. Mm-hmm. And mind you, like he said, year one, he had no clue what was happening. But for me, every time I see a different weather condition, it looks like opportunity. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. so I'm saying, let's go, baby. But mm-hmm. Stan's inclusion is we started, um, you know, food. You know, if, you, if you're a person who's watched the, the, the dog side of things, now you see people feeding their dogs. <laughs> and, and I repeat, two, two years ago, three, them kind of posts didn't exist. And we definitely wasn't nobody paying attention. No. And, and th- then it turned into a thing, right? Mm-hmm. When we start getting into water, getting into such and such, and, and getting in trees, uh, walking across little rivers and little lakes and things. You go, huh, everybody, my dog could do that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so you see the adventure, and mind you, that was the point. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be of influence, it is imperative that we influence you to be better. So I'm never challenging someone, hey, get out here and see if you can do this with your dog. 
Take care of your dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just what we do with our dogs. This Here, is how absolutely. we live. We're not trying to do anything for anybody else. Um, like you said, if you're getting up trying to compare your dog to somebody else's, you're going to be a sad individual because mm-hmm. it's just, you can't. I mean, yeah. you, your dog is going to be your dog and you need the best dog for you. And the best dog for Trev may not be the best dog for me. Mm-hmm. The best dog for Jamarcus is not the best dog for Maul. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it is it is, in de- it is definitely true. So, guys, the dog industry, it's a fickle world of a bunch of uh, good people, bad people, but that's every every world we live in. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could be a bartender, and, and in the bar industry, somebody fuck you over. Yep. Um, a waitress. I mean, every industry has its what they call, uh, <laughs> it's like a pool of incest. There's some shit going on. You were like, damn, that's what's going on over here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that was happening. Boy, exactly. get us out of here, boy. It's crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. you people, another episode in the books. Appreciate Stan for coming. We're going to bring you a few more topics again comment below if you are interested in kind of hearing our perspective and and you know mind you we're gonna get into more like real life truths my job is to continue to inspire these guys to just speak freely um keep an open mind and even more importantly keep growing as men so thank you guys so much for uh jumping on this episode people remember the dog industry don't let it get to you yes sir boom take care